welcome back, Husker Nation. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys, and uh, I think I can really say I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling it at all. I'm not feeling it after yesterday. Um, that was tough. Yeah, I guess that's but, one way to put it. Um, I don't know how many other descriptions you can use, but quite a few to elaborate on that. Not good. Not not good. So, I mean, we came off a of bye week. Uh, Purdue just, um, you know, beat Iowa last week. Two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago, sorry. Um, and then I got beat by Wisconsin last week. Yeah. And then, you know, we come out and it really just kind of dropped an egg against yeah. Purdue. I mean, yes, we didn't really drop an egg, but it sure felt that way. Um, didn't feel good the whole game. Just kind of. Mm, yeah. I mean, we were leading at half, 17-14, but, I mean, it really could have been up. Well, about the only time I felt a little bit comfortable was the first touchdown drive, and then I didn't really feel comfortable after that. I mean, Martinez throws a, a pick six that was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, like you said, we we're even up seventeen fourteen, and he has a wide open Torre. Yep. For a touchdown right before half. So I don't put this. So uh, there, there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, there was. That was, which was actually really mm-hmm. funny. To listen to you yeah, on I mean, during the show. What, what do you got on it? I mean, I think I think Toure, it looked like he kind of slowed down last minute and didn't quite get extended. I also think at that point in the game, I was kind of hoping to see him lay out as well. Like, try to maybe get your feet off the ground and jump. Um, yes, Adrian could have put it in the basket, of course, or even a little bit behind right. him because he was that wide open. But I do think Toure, it looked like he might have slowed up a little bit. Well, and I mean, maybe I don't know. The, an- I, the announcers were like, "Oh, you know, it could have been the shadows because of the right at that time." Could have been the wind, and, and, and it could have been. Um, it kind of looked like he didn't really extend out as far as he could have. Kind of short, seemed like he yeah. kind of short armed it a little bit. Um, I mean, you can take it how you want it. I guess I don't know that that was necessarily. Uh, I mean, that would have been big. Yeah. Going up by 10, yeah. getting the ball to start the second half. But then you start the second half, and Martinez runs it on third down, and all he has to do is put the ball out for a first down, and he just goes out of bounds with the ball behind him. And it's like, man, during this bye week, how do we not figure this type of stuff out? And so, I it's mean, just, why, I, we're, this, we're on the... It's uh, something different every time. Yeah. And we're on the topic of Adrian, <laughs> and we, we'll stick with that first. Uh, Lance, okay. welcome to the show, uh, says Bench Adrian. Um... So here's here's the deal. What I've seen this year um, in Adrian is it feels like he's regressed. He has gotten worse every game. Like yeah. obviously we we've saw we've seen some really he's he's not a a gray area guy. He's either he's either great or he struggles. And it's right. like we can't even get like you're great and you struggle a little bit. It's like no, it's, it's, you're one way or the other. And well, yesterday was one of those examples of you did not have a good game. You were you were awful. Well, and, I mean, talk about – and we've talked about him a lot for four years. But for someone that can be so great, he mm-hmm. is just the most inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, he can do something so good and then at the snap of your fingers have it be the opposite completely bad like who would ever do that so it, yeah. it's really getting pretty tough and i know they were talking about it on the on the broadcast you know is he come back next year 
And, you know, earlier in the year, I would have thought maybe, um, uh, earlier in the year, I would have thought maybe, sure, yeah. yeah. And now, I don't know. We, we've talked about it. I mean, we, we thought, you know, there's a good chance he comes back. He has a, an offensive line who now has some continuity. They've had a full year under the belt to play together with these young guys. They're another year older. They're going to get stronger in the offseason. We thought, we're like, yeah, he's, I don't see why he wouldn't come back. He's not going to go pro. Like, he's not going to go pro as a quarterback. So we figured he'd come back. The offense is going to have a lot of guys returning. Well. But I don't see it happening. I just – I well, don't know if he's. We got to get somebody. I think Smothers. We, we got to get. Oh my God! I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just. I'm babbling because I don't know what to say, guys. Uh, yeah, that's probably pretty. So Steve, Steve, S- Steve Sipple, next coach, dude. I hate. I can't stand Sip. I really can't. <laughs> he he. One day he loves Frost. The next day he's like, "Where's you know? Open the door. Get him out of yeah, here." Like, just make up your mind, man. For clerks um, or something. I don't know, but Rutgers end of season last year was a mix that's of true. Martinez. That's yeah, right. you're right, Jake. Yep. Um. Let's be careful. So Frost sealed his fate by not benching Martinez. Should take a page out of Lincoln Riley's book and give the backup a chance. You know, I mean, if Martinez, whether he's coming back or not, you got to probably go after a transfer portal quarterback and well, make some competition. But well, I mean, there can't be the, – the drop-off is so significant that we just have to leave him in. That's not acceptable to me. So here's, here's my problem is – this isn't Smothers isn't a true freshman. Harburg's a true freshman. So Smothers, yeah. is, he's, he's there again, second year. And we've seen Martinez, we've seen his great, we've seen him be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And then we've seen him be one of the worst quarterbacks in the country. But the fact that he's starting to regress this year and we're not seeing that production be consistent, which in year four it should, is Smothers really just not ready? Because even Frost said, I never thought about taking Martinez out. So either we have an extreme problem with our head coach, which I know a lot of people will say, yes, we do, with not benching Adrian Martinez, or we have that big of a problem with the drop-off between <coughs> Martinez to Smothers, and that is that is a coaching problem with Mario. Well, and we've been on fire Mario for two right. years now. Well, the thing about it, too, is, I mean, if the – stop. If it's that – Martinez has all the experience, and Smothers doesn't have it, and that's why you don't want to put. You got to give him it. Yeah, I mean, there's only one way to have that happen is it's to give him a chance, especially in the game like Minnesota Purdue. I know that both games we were in them. I mean, you can say I guess in them all the way till the end, and they were one score games, one possession games. Not really. Both games we were down by two scores and scored a touchdown late or got you know points late, so it looks like a one score game. I mean, it is one score game, but. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't even matter. I mean, we're still not winning the one-score games with Adrian. Exactly. I mean, and when we have the chance, we're not doing it. Happened like eighteen times in four years. Yeah, we've lost one-score games. Every game with this year, quarter. every game we've lost this year has been one score. Mm-hmm. We we could we could be nine and zero. How how ridiculous is nine and zero when we have Michigan State's undefeated and we we should have beat them, but we screwed up one play on special that teams. That was actually probably one of the ones we. For sure, should have won. Michigan just had the first loss to Michigan State. You got Kenneth Walker, who's going to be going to New York for the Heisman, uh, being a Heisman candidate. Like we held him to 38 four, yards. Yeah, um, yards. Oklahoma's undefeated, and now their backup, actually, I think their backup probably would have beat us better than Rattler did. But yeah. I feel like we're the only team in the country that doesn't have a backup quarterback that can come in and play. You see it all yeah. the time in college football. Why do we never? Yeah. We have never seen it at Nebraska. Well, we've seen it, not in a long time, though. 
Our yeah. backup QB has to be ready, and if they're not, that's a huge – that is on the coaches 100%. If, I mean, if you're saying Smothers is not ready to come in and play or he doesn't have the experience, we can't play him, I'm not buying it. That means he's not ready. We have a coaching problem. And we, I've known we've had a coaching problem. Backup quarterback should be game ready. Isn't that what coaches are for? 100%. Yeah, Lynn, exactly. 100%. And that's what's so frustrating, Lynn, is well, what's Mario doing to prepare these quarterbacks? Because guess what? If Adrian leaves and we don't get a uh, transfer uh, quarterback and we have Smothers starting, is Harburg not going to be ready? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go true. down that path over and over again, we're never going to win games. We're going to well, continue to lose games. And then you can bring in whoever you want at quarterback, but unless you start them and plan to play them four years like we did with Martinez, then, yeah. you know, or not – if somebody's not showing – Improvement, yeah. Then it's next man up, and that's just yeah. not really there. And that, and that's, that's what it was last year with McCaffrey, and that actually did light a fire under oh. Martinez last year, where he got benched and he came back better. I so, so I was I was at my parents watching the game, and, I, and my mom gets probably more frustrated than I do so watching the games. And I turned to her and I said, "I said we gave Luke McCaffrey a chance last year to play, I'm yet we cannot that. give Smothers a chance." Like yeah. it, Jimmy and I have been huge supporters of Adrian Martinez. We, I love the kid. I yeah, think he's a great same. kid, and we know how talented he is. But he's not. He threw four interceptions yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were none of them were good. The shovel pass interception was, was just terrible. horrible. Like you're in your fourth year, and you're still making those types of decisions. There's, it's time to move on. And if we give McCaffrey a chance, who's definitely not a quarterback, no, he can't even start at Rice. Yeah. It, but we can't give Smothers a quarterback, which we've already seen play this year. It's like, all right, he can throw the ball, he can run he can the ball. Run. Let's well, get him in. And even if, even if he doesn't have as big a playmaking ability as Adrian does, because he probably doesn't. Um, but give him a chance. I mean, what can I do? Just shake things up. Yeah. Team, you know, teams now know how to play against Martinez. And maybe that's why there was kind of so much promise going from year one to year two was mm-hmm. he was really good but would you know make some mistakes or he didn't have all the pieces around him. Yep. And everybody thought he was going to be so good year after year. But everybody's figured him out. I mean, the the third and the third and three to eight where you do a Martinez keeper, that doesn't work anymore. I mean, unless he rolls out on a pass play and ends up keeping it. But there was one possession yesterday where he ran the ball once like for two or three yards. And then we ran the ball one more time for one yard. And then our third and sixth call was a quarterback keeper. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Um, yeah, Tim, sorry. So I should mention, um, no, I'm not a bad fan, but I was fed up with yesterday's game. I turned it off with 11 and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. I couldn't watch anymore. So I didn't. I only saw two interceptions in the game. I just, I guarantee the second two. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter whose fault it was, but he's still, okay, he threw three interceptions that were his fault. Uh, but those are... Our defense, again, our defense, I thought, played a little soft yesterday. We were, played a lot of zone, but Cam Taylor-Britt was locked down on Bell. Yeah, um, I think he did a great cover. job. He's yeah. 74 yards with zero TDs. I mean, no one's held Bell to 74 yards and no TDs this year. So great job by Cam Taylor. Overall, the defense wasn't bad, but we, we played soft. We, well, let, we let him get across the middle on those three-yard slants by yeah. the uh, what, fullback, running back, slot guy, whatever he was. Yeah, but, they were playing a little soft in coverage, and like you said, I guess they're just going to be able to – Throw it wherever they want it all day or whatever. The um, <laughs> <You'd> say that <laughs> something like that, but um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It, it's it's just it's getting old. And even even the uh, even the announcers, which by the way they were awful. I they were as as much as as much as we know 
um, Adrian struggled yesterday. I've never seen uh, an announcing crew harp on a, on anybody on the field as much as they harped on Adrian Martinez. That was they went a little overboard. Like at the beginning, you know, they talked about how he struggled, and then it was like I'm going to keep piling on. Like I thought that was a little um, unnecessary for a uh, an ESPN crew to to go after a college kid like that. A pro quarterback go after, it, but a college kid. You know he's not trying to he's not trying to screw up he's not trying to make mistakes and then you're just up there like harping on him. I thought that was a little unnecessary but what he what they said wasn't necessarily untrue but you don't need to say it on national television. Well, and I think one of the guys was they were saying was from Nebraska. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah yeah. I, I don't yeah, know who but, he is, but no. Going back to what you said about the defense playing a little soft, I think. <laughs> so I saw somebody posted. They said, you know. I meant soft in coverage. They were right. soft in yes. coverage. Agreed. And I knew what you meant because I thought the same <laughs> thing. But I think, um, or someone posted, and I really agreed with this. They said the defense has got to be getting tired of playing their asses off and being, you know, pretty good, and for the offense to let them down. And they're just getting like they've kind of gotten worn out of it. And it, yeah. you know, not necessarily, but even. When they got the last touchdown, I'd maybe say, I don't know if it was that whole drive. It was just kind of like, man, that tweet really like kind of hit home on that. It yeah. was like, man, they just kind of seemed defeated. Like what? Like we're doing, we've been doing this weeks for weeks, yeah. and it hasn't, like, <laughs> it hasn't worked out. Just just bailing out, and bailing so, out the offense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not calling any anybody out. I, you know, I couldn't put it on one particular player or anything no. like that. Or even just one play, like, oh, I saw somebody give up. Nothing like that. No. It just seems like they probably are a little defeated. Well, and, and even so, part of the, the defense is, you know, you're playing to the coverage that you're putting. Your coach is telling you to play this coverage. So if they beat you, it's not necessarily you, it's the coverage. Because they beat our coverage more than they beat our guys. If we would have played more one on one, that that one guy uh, Aguilar or whatever, or not Aguilar, whatever, who's the guy that had uh, kept coming out of the backfield um, and making oh, catches or um, slot guy? The, was it the slot guy? Or was the running slot, back? I, I can't remember. Whoever it was that caught a TD pass, but he kept getting behind our D, running in front, running behind our, our linebackers or in front of them. I mean, that's the coverage. So, and we just didn't adjust to that coverage. But again, that is not is. Our defense is not losing us games. The fact that we cannot do anything on yeah, offense, I mean, and we're we're getting beat in time of possession, almost doubled. Like, exactly. we never change. Well, they made and, a, and they made adjustments at half. Well, and we're up 17, 14 at half. But the defense played a lot of that first half, and then played a lot of this. I mean, even more in the second half. So I mean, yeah, they get worn out. They get worn down. Yeah. And I, I mean, and it shows that what is what ends up happening. You know, even some of the better players aren't in. You know, aren't all all in on every play necessarily. Yeah. And by that, I mean they're not at the ball like they are in the first half. Yeah. But, you know. So. Well, I mean, when you when you have the ball for thirty seconds as an offense, three plays and out over and over again, like yeah, you're not out to feel. You don't get that breather that you need. Um, and no no defense in the country is going to be able to play uh, great if they're on the if they're on the field twice as much as the offense like exactly. it just doesn't happen and we got it again we don't make changes we rushed for what 6.9 yards per carry in the first half in the second half i don't even know if we got two yards per carry they made adjustments we made zero adjustments they knew we're going to stop the run and that's what they did and then we couldn't we couldn't do anything else it was just it was frustrating as hell watching that game it's yeah, so frustrating 
And again, I say second half. I mean the third quarter and the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. I just, I can't, I couldn't do it, guys. It's so frustrating. And like Ross says, is there any other program in the country that's going to keep a coach who averages four wins or less per season? I don't know, guys. If we don't win another game this year, I don't think Frost survives. I don't think so. If we go three and nine, he's done. And I don't see why you wouldn't can him after only three, even four wins. If we get one more win, I would love to beat Iowa, by the way. If we beat Iowa, like, I'm not happy with the season, but I'll just be happy to end that streak of yeah. losing to them. But at this point, like, yeah, we sh- we have, a be- to me, a more talented team than Wisconsin and Iowa. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we're going to show it. I don't well, know. Well, I think we can. And but- Iowa's starting to, or Wisconsin's starting to figure it out, playing really good on defense. <laughs> And they're just running the ball. I, you know, I, I'm like 50 50 on that because if you watched that game yesterday, that was a horrible football game. It was. Both teams offensively were not good. Uh, Wisconsin just happened to win field field position more than anything else. They did. And, and um, their de- their defense played a little better. And, and that's that, what got them to better. What field like end of the third quarter? I think uh, Iowa still had negative rush yards at that point. Like, yeah. it's just not not good. So Patrick here says it's over at some point. You have to look at the record. Stop looking at the name. Uh, this is their identity. Lose one score games. Another year doesn't fix this. Town is better, but when you don't have coaching that can coach it, put them in better situations. There's only one way to fix that. Um, you know, I think uh, that's yeah. you know, Patrick. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the record's the record. At some point, you know, we talk about how hey, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. We've been saying it for a few years now. But we're then, almost every there. Every time we're almost there, then we almost look worse for the next couple weeks. And then we just and yeah, we're just we're not there. That's the problem. Or we're it's almost all, there. They needed the bye week. They really needed it. They really needed it cuz they've been going strong for 8 weeks plus fall camp. We haven't then, won after a bye week with Frost. And we're on 4. We're at home against a team that we should beat and then we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Corey says something happened between Michigan and Minnesota. Not the same product on the field, nor is the coaching the same. What happened to the no fear of failure coaching and play, player playing approach? You know, I think it, yes and no. I, I can see that maybe some things have changed, but our offensive coaching has not changged. No. It's been horrible all year. Our de- and our defense, I think maybe has changed a little bit, um, but I don't. I just don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mentality thing, Corey. I, it's tough to say because again, I'm not in the locker room, but the guys. You listen to the guys in the post game, and man, it's heartbreaking. You listen to JoJo yesterday. Yeah, God, you just—I mean, that kid. I mean, we met him. Yeah, we met him last. We got week. to meet him last weekend, and, awesome. and some of the other guys. And I tell you what, these kids care way more than we do as fans yeah. about winning games, they and they—they they don't want to continue to losing. And so it's not like they're not playing their hearts out. We know they are, but the execution is not there. And again, you have to have that leader with the ball to kind of help you get to the next point. And right now, we don't have that guy making those plays. Um, and it's just not happening on all fronts, and that's frustrating because you know the kids want it. And listening to JoJo, you know, almost in tears, talking about how he's in pain because they're not winning games, and you know, everybody in the locker room is like, you feel that. That's that's pain. Like those guys are going through it way more than we are as as fans. It sucks. Yeah. Well, and I know, like you said, they seem to not really make changes on offense, and that's true. I mean, we, you know, we start doing the, the option yeah and it's like okay we, this works and i mean we did a little bit but i don't know it's just like everything that we think like i saw a tweet that was talking about uh ramir johnson's uh average yards per carry and yeah don't get me wrong yank came in and had a couple nice runs and so he ended up kind of they kind of stuck with him but then he's just 
you know, Ramirez just kind of an afterthought yeah. after, you know, a good start. I don't know. It's like every time you th- – and then we've done it before where a running back will have a great game, and like a really good game, and then the next game he's like non-existent. Yeah. And it's like, why? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we're trying to be sneaky or something, And but I, we've talked about that before. It just doesn't make sense. Just go with what's working. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what's been working hasn't been working. Yeah. So try something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mitchell here says that you know how does OU bench its starter and keep winning? I mean, I th- I think their backup was better than Rattler to begin with. Um, I think Rattler had a lot of hype. It's also the Big Twelve defense is a lot different in the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. But again, they're still winning. Yeah. It, it, at this point, it doesn't matter. I I would take a win over anything else right now for the Husker program. I just want I want to see these guys win. I want to see the kids win. I they want it. We want it as fans. Just, you know, not as much as they do, of course, but, you know, they're sick of losing. It's how do you, you know, yeah. JoJo's in his fifth fifth year. Fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth year, and he he can't get his last time winning games was that season that we had a super easy schedule with Riley. I mean, yeah. he's, and he's he, frustrated. And he probably just played a little bit. That I think that was when he yeah. started showing, showing out a little bit. So it's, you know, it's frustrating. I know we're frustrated as fans. Um and it, it gets harder and harder to continue to talk about because, you know, again, if, if we – if Frost is done, then – Then what? Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there's other coaches you can go after. I don't think it's a money problem. The $20 million, $21 million, whatever it is, it's not a money problem. Um, we'll, find, we'll find a way to pay for him. That's not an issue because what's going to happen is you keep bring, you bring him back. If you bring him back, here's, here's what my assumption is, Jimmy. Okay. Whether we win three – for five games i still have a hunch unless we get blown out our last three games it's gonna have to be pretty bad i still think scott comes back this year or this next year next year but trev alberts is going to be involved in the coaching decisions and say if you don't get rid of some of your assistants you won't be back next year that it's almost gonna be an ultimatum and that's kind of what I. you're gonna have to get rid of austin you have to get rid of mario get rid of dawson get rid of on special teams, holy sh- yeah, man! Special teams on that that uh, I did actually see a replay of the onside kick. For one, Colt kicked a great ball. Oh yeah, this is um, perfect kick. Great kick. Why do we have every team that you watch kick an onside kick is going to have uh, the hands team, which is generally offensive guys, right? Guys that can catch the ball with their hands, really good with their hands. Why do we have a bunch of defensive guys out there? Where's Allen? Where's Volklek? Where's Falk? Where's yeah. Lever? Where I mean, are guys? with Allen being 6'9". Where are the guys that can catch that ball? No, and well, I mean, it wasn't was Cam it, Taylor. You know, you it can get Cam, it. It was Cam. It was Cam back there. But I, just in general, mm-hmm. whether the ball didn't, you know, he unfortunate bounced last second. The guy made a good play. Whatever. But why is our offensive guys not out there? Why is Toure not out there? Like, you got to have your guys that are going to catch the ball. Yeah. No matter what. I, get, I feel you. And I'm not blaming Cam on that whatsoever from the replay. No. I mean, I he was right there. The guy just made a good play on him, and it is what it is. But, man, like, someone made that point yesterday. I'm like, that's a good point. Like, again, special teams. Why do we not have. Well, and actually, the special teams were pretty. They were better. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw, you know, people like, man. Can this team ever get it all, put it all together? Like, the offense will be good, which has been rare, but <laughs> the defense will be amazing, the offense will be okay, and special teams is terrible, cost the game. Yep. You know, defense pretty good, offense pretty good, special teams cost the game. <laughs> uh, special teams is great, defense is pretty good, good, offense. Offense terrible. I mean, is there any time we can get, even it just to be, like, pretty good across the board? Yeah. I don't know. 
And it gets really old. Yeah, Ross really. says there's probably at least forty to sixty coaches that could win six games minimum with our players. I mean, there's there's just that's, that's the th- Drew. That's the thing. It's it's frustrating because we've always been huge Frost supporters too, and it's getting harder because you if he's if he's the one calling plays on offense, then that that needs to change. Well, somebody else needs to take. If it's is it Lubick, we brought him in to and, be the offense and, coordinator. And it's like the offense has gotten worse since he got here. But well, he was supposed to be the offense coordinator, and then after the Illinois game, Frost was like, I was calling plays. Why? Yeah. Why do we bring him on? Is he actually an offense coordinator, or is he a receiver yeah, what's, coach? What's he doing, just coaching receivers? So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what he was doing at UCF that changed so much when he came to Nebraska. Obviously, I think the coaches need to change. If he stays, then he's got to get rid of a hell of a lot of guys. He's got to bring in guys with Big Ten experience, guys yeah. that have been in the league for a while, and guys that know how to win football games. So I'm not saying that it doesn't work because it, it does. But, I mean, you, he, your coach doesn't have to be a former player at your school. No. I mean, or be have ties to the to the university. I mean, it's great. I mean, when, when we hired Frost, everybody was all excited. We were all excited. But, you know, you look at Harbaugh. I mean, he can't. He can't get over the hump either. I mean, he gets beat by this the This is the best year they've had in a long time. And he still can't get over the hump. And they'll probably get blown out by Ohio State, too. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I, you know, I just heard – I was listening to something the other day, and it's like, you know, the coach does not have to be tied to the program. And maybe when they are, maybe they feel too much pressure. Or maybe they try too hard and it doesn't – you know, in certain areas and it doesn't work. If you have somebody that's not, like Ross said, 40 to 60 coaches can come in and win six games with the players that we have. You know, maybe those coaches would not be zoned in on something so crazy that they could win those games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. throwing, I'm just throwing out ideas. Yeah, I mean, I and, and we've said it from, from day one this year in our preseason show is the talent is there. My God, we have a roster of some raw talent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might disagree with that, but if you watch the guys, when they do get shown on the field, for shit's sake, Betts had one catch yesterday. You barely saw him the rest of the game. Yeah. Why? Omar Manning had a few catches. He was dinged up the entire game. He was hobbling around. Oh, he caught a touchdown and hobbled off the field. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, and then every, and ca- every, every catch he hobbled, times. I mean, he played with a lot of heart. These guys are talented individuals, and we aren't doing a good job of letting them showcase that to make their next move to the NFL. Like yeah. there's guys that could that are playing in the NFL. We just got nine new autographs on our helmet and I guarantee you every one of those guys can be an NFL player. They and yeah. a lot of them still can be, will be on NFL rosters, if not you know, all of them. And, I don't know. But uh, unfortunately for them, they probably won't get drafted. They're gonna have to try to sign on with somebody to make the team. Yeah. And that's because <laughs> this happens every week. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Even if they're that good, it just they're a part of an offense or a defense that just yeah. can't get it together. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have, I don't have a list of coaches that you know. I would say you got to bring them in. You know, someone put Fickle, Aranda, and Campbell. You know, I don't know. Everyone's been on the Campbell train for a while. I, again, I don't know if he's if he would fit the Big Ten mold. Um, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I don't. I, it can't get much worse though. I mean, it really, it shouldn't be able to get any worse than what we have right now. I think, you know that. You know, comes to recruit, you're talking about Mel Tucker. I mean, the guy hit 
the transfer portal hard because Michigan State lost a crap ton of guys. So he's like, yeah. transfer portal, boom, I want you, I want you, I want you. You have some playing experience, I want you. He brought in a crap ton of guys. I don't know what it's going to do for their depth on their team, but right now it's working. And guess what? They're undefeated, and they're probably going to be in the top four. They should be. I mean, they probably will be with Cincinnati, Georgia, and probably Ohio State. Bama might be five. We'll see. I can see Alabama being ahead. But. They could be ahead in Ohio State five. Either way. No, I was thinking, well, we'll see on Tuesday. We'll see. I was thinking that Michigan State might be five behind. Maybe. But, I, you know, it's we're at that point. You know, and and it hurts to even say that because yeah. we've been just such strong supporters of Adrian, such strong supporters of Frost in the program. But man, I've it's hard turning off a game. Uh, it's not what I want to do. I I don't leave games when I'm not a game. I stay the entire time. JoJo called out the fair weather fans. People got pissed about it. Listen, you can be mad all you want, but I don't. I go for the those guys to be successful, and I want them to be successful. He's mad because people are leaving and giving up on him, and that's. That's frustrating, and you can say we get you know people are giving up on the coaches. That's fine, but stay for the players because they yeah. see that. And there's there's booze is what I heard. I mean that's there was. not that's unfortunate. I mean that sucks, and people are pissed. But I don't want to hear booing at our stadium. I don't want to hear yeah people are leaving because the players see it. It's I get it. You're mad at the coaches, but don't give up on the guys. Well, and too, I mean every home every home game is recruiting weekend, so I mean as hard as it is to say no matter what the score is, you got to stay. But, I mean, kids see that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we tout ourselves as the best fans in the country, but I don't know. After what I heard yesterday and what I saw in, uh, the, uh, uh, on the news, it's that's hard to watch when you got people leaving the stadium and people booing. That's I don't think I've ever seen that at Memorial Stadium. Well, I mean, I wasn't really around here during the Callahan era, but it may have been around the same. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, anyways, you know, it's – I don't know what else to say, guys. If you got any more questions, throw them away. But yeah. it's right now. I mean, we're we're frustrated. We we want to see wins. I still support these the kids, the guys playing on the field, because um, you know they're working their butts off. the The results aren't there for them. They're just as frustrated, if not more, than we are. Um, I think we need to see some changes up front. Um, yeah, and you know, like Matt said, we we met you know, not nine. We met six of the guys last week. If you didn't see. Check it out, but uh, I mean, they're awesome guys. Awesome guys to talk to. You can just tell, you know, they needed, they did need the bye week. I mean, yeah. they were excited to have a little bit of time off, a little and, bit of sleep, <laughs> and rest. But um, you know, they're geared up and ready to go. You know, they're not, they're not punching it in like, oh, you know, we're just kind of calling it because we're not doing too well. Like they're, yeah. they're still putting the work in. Well, so. these guys, these guys are playing for the future too, and they are. I mean, they they want to they get to that next level. Yeah, they don't want to work like we do. <laughs> they want to, they want to work in the NFL, right? So certainly do not. Um, you know, I I, I hope that uh, you know this next next game against Ohio State, eleven o'clock. Um, we'll is see that how the we big do. Big noon kickoff game. Yeah. So is the big noon going to be? be yeah. The, great. Which I don't. You know, I don't care. I we got to come out and perform well. And you know, if we play like we've seen the guys play this year against Ohio State. We're gonna well, we're gonna compete, but we have to see it, and maybe that'll light a fire under them. Yeah. To, uh, you know, having the big noon kickoff crew there and yeah, big stage like 
against Ohio State. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and, again, we have another chance to play a top-10 team, our fourth game this year. We're going to have a fifth one here soon. Or, no, well, we not a fifth one. Never mind. Uh, but a couple teams probably in the top 25 to end of the season. So we, we got to show something. Um, I think Frost is fighting for his job these last three games. And if we – And they're probably going to be three of the better teams we played all year. Yeah, and whether we win, whether we lose, if we lose, we can't get blown out. Um, and we got to show something on the – we have to lose because we are competitive, not lose because we made a lot of mistakes. Well, and it does get pretty old. You know, I saw somebody posted yesterday. They're like, man, are we going to make this quarterback look like Tom Brady? And, you know, we kind of did. A quarterback that, you know, <laughs> is really not that good. And how many times have we said that over the years, especially against teams like Purdue and Illinois. And Minnesota. And, you know, have we – and, yeah, Minnesota. Quarterbacks that are – just terrible, and we make them look amazing. Yeah. And I'm not t- saying that anything bad against our defense. I don't know what it is. It's just we yeah. plan because we're like, oh, they're not good. We'll plan to stop the run, and then they just throw on us all day. And it's like, yeah. what? I don't know. Yeah. Well, People I, really scout us well, I guess. Yeah. And, and Lynn, I mean, yeah, the, the coaching salaries are ridiculous, you know, as far as results on the field. But part of that, I think, is because of the uh, the revenue that football brings in compared to volleyball is so much bigger. Uh, it's probably why – and it's a product of the sport. The sport of college football, you see coaches, competitive salaries, coaches across the board. I mean, that's kind of why you're seeing some of those high salaries. But I, I agree. I mean, it's they, they get paid a lot. And, yeah, we're not seeing results. So if you – our buddy Nick Zom, he's the one who kind of mentioned it earlier, and I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Is yeah, I think it's twenty twenty one million for a buyout. If if it comes down to that, guess what? Money's not an option right now. Or Nebraska has the money; they'll find the money. Oh, yeah, They're not worried about that. No. And we'll be able to bring in another coach and pay them well as you know, just as much, if not you know, similar. That's not a problem. It's do you do it? Is it the right time? And that's that's well, gonna, that's going to be something that Trev is going to have to figure out, and he, he's right. going to get pushed but by boosters is, too. Then I mean, I don't know that you can give a, another coaching staff the same amount. They got to earn it. I mean, yeah. it, depending on who it is that you try to bring in, you know, if that ends up being the case, you, you got to start them yeah. a little. <laughs> you know, give them some incentive. Like, hey, this is what coaches were making. If you win the games that they were supposed yep. to win, then this is what we'll give oh, you. And, and let's not extend a coach early on before they actually do anything because yeah. Moose did that just to show his loyalty that Moose was never even there. He was never at the – he never went to the games. He was yeah. never supporting the – pro. he was there to, I don't even know, make his – put his face every once in a while on the screen and then go Montana on his, on his ranch. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think Trev – Trev knows what to do, and and I think he's going to have some push for the boosters, but I think he's doing his best to keep things under control. And Well, and he's had to make tough decisions before, obviously, so he's going to make some tough decisions. Yep, just, just like Frost needs to if he wants to survive. Yeah. You can't be loyal to the guys that aren't being successful on your coaching staff, and that's got to go. Mario's not the best of the business, I'm sorry. He hasn't been since he showed up in Nebraska. Yeah. He has not been. Go back to UCF if you want to win well, there. Go back, but and I was going to not a big time. I was going to do coach. the numbers, and I kind of spaced on it. But I mean, this year alone, I mean, what? How many points a year, or how many points a game are we averaging? I swear we're in like the seventeen oh to twenty-three point range. Awful every game, and that's just not going to win games. I mean, maybe some close, you know, bruising type Big Ten games against teams like you know Michigan State, which actually that's yeah. a higher scoring game this year, or Iowa or Wisconsin, maybe, but. You got, you got to score points. Yep. And and not only that, but you look at some of those opponents we played earlier in the season, you know, Buffalo and, uh, you know, 
not Fordham, but you know, you see some of these teams like Buffalo's getting blown out by somebody else, and like some no name team. Yep. And we, I mean, we won twenty eight to three. We blew them out, but it's still just like not what it should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... a high powered offensive coaching staff. Yeah. So, with the weapons that we have. Yep. So, guys. I don't got anything else. Mm-mm. It's. I'm glad we do these shows on Sunday because then we get to talk about it, and then I don't think about it the rest of the week. No, me either. I just move on to the next game, and um, you know, I hope hopefully we can come out with some fire next week. Um, hopefully, we see the team compete well offensively. I know our defense is going to show up. I know our defense is going to play real hard. I hope to see some heart on the uh, in the backfield. Um, I would love to see Yant more. Yant ran the ball yeah. well yesterday. He's probably um, going to have to against Ohio State, too. I think him and Johnson got to be one and two. Yeah. If you bring in another running back, it's because of an injury or uh, as a decoy or maybe coming out of the backfield to catch a pass. But, I mean, we got to have those guys as one and two. I'd love to see Sevion in more as well um, in certain situations. But uh, we got to we gotta be well prepared, and we were not prepared for Purdue. So I really hope we're prepared for Ohio yeah. State. Um, as much as I don't, I don't think their defense is their – de- their corners are definitely their weakness. But, again – we haven't shown anything to be scary on offense uh, all year, really. Our defense has held us in every game. Yeah, well, and, you know, the only hope we can really have is Ohio State, you know, I mean, they won by nine, but they, you know, it was a hard-fought game against Penn State. Maybe they have a little bit of a letdown and yeah, and think that uh, they're just going to come in and blow our doors off. I hope so. Do we, you know make it a four-quarter game i hope so so all right well i do i do want to give a big shout out to again the capital city sport cards for um oh, yeah. allowing us to come in last yeah. week talk to the guys They're, get them on awesome. get them on video um definitely a lot of fun uh talking to the guys i mean jojo stilly uh levi uh samari and then gary nelson and luke reimer i mean just a great awesome. group of guys uh very tight-knit group uh fun talking to them we got signatures on the helmet now so we'll be getting more, you know, as soon as we yeah, can. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, you know. Early on, I think uh, Stilly and Garrett combined for uh, a sack, yeah. tack for loss, a couple. They're in the players. they're in the backfield a lot and early on. I was like, I hung out with those guys last week. <laughs> and with then them. Uh, Falk had that, which had it, was sweet a, catch. it was a beautiful throw beautiful by Martinez, pass. which is funny because he can do that to Falk, <laughs> but then Torrey's wide open mm-hmm. and he can't hit him, and it's like the same thing. Oh. But um, Falk too, he's he's fun to he's fun guy, with, yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, anyways, guys, uh, hopefully we come out with some fire next week. We support this. We support the guys. Support the team. Um, hope to see some more fire next week on offense. Really hope to see some adjustments made on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets tough, man. Because I'm always like down, and then by the time game day hits, I'm like, oh, I'll get that excitement, and then I get that excitement, and then it's like. Oh, we're doing the same things again. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so, all right, guys, take it easy. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Y'all have a good rest of your Sunday. Happy Halloween. Yep. Go get some candy if you got kids tonight. Have you fun. Have kids, go trick-or-treating, do whatever, have fun. Enjoy your evening, and go Big Red. We'll see you next time.